Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Drink, Drink Read, Fabio. Fabio. I'm Kate Brimmer. And I'm Sophia Kayafis. And we are your hosts. This week, we're going to be talking about our gal, Allie Hazelwood, mm -hmm. and her two books, The Love Hypothesis and Love on the Brain, because... Da -da -da -da, yeah, she just released Love on the Brain, and it is trending everywhere and anywhere. Mm -hmm. I've seen so many people talking about it, so many people posting about it. Yeah. And we have finally jumped on board, and mm -hmm. I've read both of the books, and we're going to get into it. All right, so I feel like we should start with Love Hypothesis, because yeah. that is our original girly. She is the one that blew up first, and was originally a Wattpad book that became so popular that Allie Hazelwood decided to produce it and you know it kind of kick-started her career if you haven't read the love hypothesis oh, yes. a little synopsis it's about a girl named olive olive she's a phd student and she is has this best friend who um likes a boy that she used to date and so her best friend is like trying to be a good friend and is like i'm not gonna date him because i don't want to hurt your feelings but no matter how much Olive says that it's fine, her friend doesn't want to do it. So to convince her friend that she's over him, she goes and kisses the first guy that she sees, which ends up being a professor at the school. Whoa. So then they have to start fake dating to kind of keep up the charade. And obviously, when does fake dating not lead to something else? So you gotta read. That's the whole reason there's a trope for it. Exactly. Love on the Brain revolves around B and Levi, our two protagonists, and they ended up going to college together, and B always thought that Levi hated her because he was kind to everybody else in their class, super friendly, but refused to be her partner in any project, refused mm -hmm. to look at her, refused to shake her hand even, would not look at her. And B was just kind of like, oh, why? <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, once they graduated, B kind of hit rock bottom because her boyfriend at the time and best friend got together and kind of everything went bad. And she ended up having to take a job that she didn't really love. And she gets an offer to work for NASA as one of their head neuroscientists. Mm -hmm. But who happens to be the lead on the project? Levi. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So she and has to work with somebody who hates her. Winky face. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how what the story revolves around is them having to work together and figuring out how that's going to go. And mm -hmm. who knows what would happen. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So if you haven't read either of these two books, pause this video. Go watch our original Drink Read Fabio episode or go listen to it, whatever you prefer, mm -hmm. and read those books, come on back, and listen in, because yeah. now we're going to get into some major spoilers and some mm -hmm. major thoughts and opinions. Yes. The Love Hypothesis. Let's go. What do we love? Tell okay. me. Okay. So, I, I thought that the cheesiness of it was just like macaroni and cheese, you know? <sighs> It made me warm, cozy, mm -hmm. loved it. Loved all the vibes, everything. Loved fake dating. It was just the vibes, the energy. I was like, this is ridiculous, but mm -hmm. I'm like, it's in the best way. 
Yeah. And yeah. So that was the first thing I love. Just love fake dating. Love the vibes. Mm -hmm. Now let me tell you. <laughs> we love smut. Okay. What can we say? We love it. Right? I mean, look at my bookshelf. Exactly. So. <laughs> it's all that. This book is a slow burn. And let me tell you. When it happens. It's. <laughs> great. <laughs> And it's hard when the whole book isn't really sexual to really like nail it with the sex scene after you haven't really given us anything because we want it so bad. You need to like, it needs to be good at this point. Mm -hmm. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. It's a good sex scene. Yeah. I loved it. What about you? So my number one fave thing um, was the situation because how fun, like, like, I low-key, even though it's so illegal and so bad, I low-key love teacher-student romances yeah. because it's well, like, she's ooh. not his teacher, no, which is good. No, but he's still at a place, a higher yeah. place of power than her. Yeah. So it's like, and they have to sneak around a little bit, and it's like taboo. Everybody's like, oh, yeah. dating. So, um, love that. I love when there's a little, like, edge or a little, like, yeah, like secret ooh. feelings there. So fun. Um... And I loved, loved, loved the whole hotel chapter. That was my favorite. Oh, yeah. Loved the hotel chapter. Basically, what happens in the book, you probably already know because we told everybody else to leave. <laughs> we told all the other... Um, to go. Non-readers. Non-readers. <laughs> but um, when they get forced to share a hotel room. Yeah. And it's, like, right after she had this traumatic event happen to her, mm -hmm. and he, like, stands up for her, and she's, like, upset, and he makes her night, and they just, like, hang out. Oh, yeah. It's so, it's so cute. cute. It's so cute, and I love close proximity. It's mm -hmm. the best. It was... Oh, yeah. That whole part, I was like, okay, I could stay here. Yeah. The whole rest of the book. Like, oh, let's I loved just it. stay here, because this is the best. Like, oh. I'm such a sucker for that. Yeah, because you're like, <gasps> yeah, yeah so you're they like, have to hang out. You're like, out. okay, especially because it, like, took so, so long to get any romantic feelings that weren't forced or put on yeah. by anything. It was like, hey, look over there. You should go kiss him. And she's like, Ugh. Yeah. And she's, I don't know. They both feel it, obviously, but it's not, like, brought on. It's not initiated yeah. by feelings. Yeah. And so it was... It was so good. Yeah. Chef's kiss. So let's talk about the tea. The dislikes. Yeah. Okay. So, one of my problems with Allie Hazelwood now that I've read the second book, I'm going to talk go into more in depth because I feel like this was more of a thing in Love on the Brain. And it's not just Allie Hazelwood, but it really stands out with her books. And I'll explain. Is the... Big man, little small girl trope. Can yeah. we not? Why does it matter what size they are? Yeah. In their body or in their... Areas? Areas. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. No. And I get that you can say, like, oh, movies always have a big man and a small woman. That's toxic, too. It's mm -hmm. toxic because it makes it feel like the only people who can fall in love are attractive people. And that's just not... Or really tall men and really small women. And yeah. And you can only be attractive if you are, you know, five foot or six foot four. And exactly. that's Exactly. Those are the only people that find love. 
Exactly. And I just don't, like, it's okay to mention it here and there, mm-hmm. but when every descriptor is about their size, it's like, why? Why? I, I, th- especially in books, like, I don't even really care what the character looks like. I will fall more in love with the character based on their personality. Honestly, I want the character to have very vague descriptions on what they look like. Yeah. I'm thinking about me. Exactly. I want to think about what I look like. I'm picturing whoever I want to picture. I am not... Not picturing... I don't want to have a full-on idea of who you want. And I know this is like a fanfic, so they want it to be like, you know, the the actors... Oh, Love Hypothesis. It's focused Love and the Brain. Both. They're both about... Adam Driver. I'm pretty sure. Really? I mean, the guys look kind of the same. That's true, I guess. But yeah, that's just my one, like, thing with her that she just does. And I'm like, girly, why? And then it was hard for me to find something else that I didn't like because I really, really enjoyed this book. And it's so cheesy that it's hard to judge it because I know it's just, like, silly. But I did feel like there were moments where I'm like... I know this is cheesy, but this is unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Like when she is, when they're at the presentation and she has to sit on his lap. Oh, I'm like, that would never happen. That would never that would happen never in a happen. million years. At you're school. Telling, you're telling me this professor is going to allow his this girl to sit on his lap during a school Who's presentation? Who's a student? No, no. That yeah. would never happen. <laughs> that was crazy. I was like, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's hot, but like. Could have been anywhere else. Yeah, it could, could have, have been, been like somewhere at a sporting else. event. Yeah, not a lecture at school. Yeah, no. Why? Why? Um, and I think that something between Allie Hazelwood's girl characters is she really tries to make them quirky. And some things I'm like, that was like a pick me girl kind of thing. Oh. It feels like a little bit. A little too much. Yeah. Like it's a little forced. Yeah, a little quirky force. That's, those are my, those are my gripes. What about you? So, and this is going to be controversial, but I hate Grumpy Sunshine. Like, I hate it. And Love on, I Love Hypothesis, he was such a grump for so long. Like, for so long he was so grumpy. Like, it really took until the hotel for me to be like, okay, he's a decent human being. Yeah. It took him so long to be a decent human being. And that was, like, my number one gripe on Love Hypothesis was that she was so lovely and so wonderful, the character, mm-hmm. um, Olive. And Adam was so boring and so annoying and, like, dark until the hotel. And then he, like, changed and was all of a sudden this perfect person. Yeah. And I was like, why? I think he was just moody. But it was too much for me. I think... It was boring. He was boring. I don't like Grumpy Sunshine either, but I think at the point I read it, I wasn't really, like, tired of it or annoyed Mm. with it. And I don't know. I didn't mind his grumpy sunshine. But I usually don't like it because I'm like... Why? Do you have to act like that? Like, like, just be a little bit more lively. You can be an introvert and be, like, shy into yourself and not be rude. Yeah. And it seemed like he was kind of rude to his, like, He was rude to everyone but her. And he was really harsh on his students. And it was like... Mm-hmm. But why? Everyone likes I the know. teacher that, like, gives you the test answers secretly. And like, you can be harsh and a strict teacher and not be rude. And then my second thing was um, evil men. Her thing is, like, woo-woo women and, like, it's women in STEM, which is great. And I love that. Don't get me wrong. I love it, love it, love it. But in lo- she, like, um, like 
And love hypothesis, I feel like certain like situations should not be in silly books. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because she literally almost gets like sexually assaulted. Yeah. By what's it? She face? does. Yes, she gets sexually assaulted in the book. And I'm like, this is a rom-com silly romance. And then all of a sudden yeah. you're going to throw in a really, really harsh topic that nobody's going to pick up and think there's yeah. a trigger warning and in here. And shouldn't just like brush it under the rug and be like, everything's fine because this boy likes me and I'm going to hang and out And he's stuck him. up for me. Yeah. And I mean, they do fire him and they do like take the steps necessary, yeah. but it just felt like too far. There's like, if you're going to do a silly book and you want to add in some like girl power and misogynistic activity, I just would say don't make it that extreme yeah. when it is coming from like a silly, goofy rom-com book. That's like my one like big yeah. thing where I'm like, because mm. it feels like if someone had experienced something like that yes. in the real world that it's like not being taken as, I mean, it is, but, like, it kind it's of not felt like it was brushed on the rug so easily for her. Because, yes, exactly. Because like, the guy who was one of the main, like, professors at the school... Stuck up for her. Stuck up for her. And then it's not even really girl power Which, anymore. Yeah, it's like, well, she had a man away. to help her, so... But most people Everything. don't, so it's like... I don't know. It's another unrealistic and, like, just kind of, like, a little toxic. Yes. A little, um... Just, like, not the right, not the right place, not the right time. Like, there are books yeah. where that is the right place and the right time. But when it's a rom-com, I just don't feel like it's necessary yeah. to give the same point across that she could have done in a lot of other ways. And she could have still hit on her, but exactly. it was, like, too intense. It, like, like legally blonde. Yeah, Like, he kisses her. It's one thing. It's not, like, this evil, evil, like, conniving moment. He, like, whispers moment. in her ear and it's is, like, like, no one's gonna believe you. Yeah. It's just... Oh, it was a little triggering, and that's not what you think you're going to get when you get into a book, and you have, people, authors need to be better about trigger warnings, warnings. because you don't know, that might not be triggering to you, but to someone else who's going into this thing, it's going to be a fun romance. Exactly, when this is the cover, they're not going to be like, oh, let me just uh, read about someone getting sexually harassed, Mm -hmm. and then uh, in the workplace, which is a very serious um, Topic. topic. Yeah, and a very triggering topic to a lot of people. Yeah. So, that was another issue I had. Overall. Overall. Super good, super fun. Super we, fun, cute. Like, don't get us wrong. We love Allie Hazelwood. Yes. Like, we love her. very cute, very fun. If you love cheesy rom-com movies, this is, like, where Perfect. You this is, like, the be. bread and butter. Yeah. It's really cute. It's so cute. So, on to... Mm-hmm. Love on the brain. So, one of the things I really loved about this book is I feel like sometimes with romance books, it's just, like, the plot is just them falling in love. It's not mm-hmm. like there's actually a story. It's just, like, them. And I felt like this one was really interesting because they had something they were working on and it was, like, a huge part of the plot. Like, not them just being like, we're going to work and now we're going to talk and, like, the whole book is about us falling in love. It was, mm-hmm. like, through their project there's and the whole, actual whole plot... Mm-hmm. They actually have this romance, so I kind I really appreciated that that it was like, okay, we're gonna actually focus on what it is like to work in this scientific environment. Yeah. Um, especially, not especially. I don't know, but I mean, I don't. I've never done anything like that, so it's just interesting for me to be like, oh, I'm reading this fun romance book, but I also get to kind of like learn some things. Yeah, for sure, and it also brings a new idea to romance, like. Um, you're not 
watching them fall in love while something else is happening. It's like something else is happening that is making two people fall in love. Yeah, exactly. Which is really It's fun. its own thing, mm-hmm. which I liked. And then also, I just thought this book was really funny. It was so funny. <laughs> it was really funny. The jokes were good. I thought the assistant girl. Oh my um, gosh. What's her face? Ro- Rocio? Rocio? I don't know how to I say I don't know how to say but her she, name. She was so, so funny. So funny. She was so like sarcastic and like dark humor and it was just mm-hmm. like so random and out of the blue. And She like has this front that she doesn't care. Yeah. But she really, truly does, and you know this through her jokes, but oh my gosh, she just like shuts down uh, B yeah. over and over, it's so funny. It's so funny, and she'll say like the most random things, and it's just hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, the, one of the most memorable moments when I was reading it was when they find out that Rocio and what's her the face? The blonde chick? Yeah. The other assistant? We're having like a legal sex blonde person. in the office! On her desk. I literally. On her desk. I know. I literally started laughing out loud and I was like, oh, this <laughs> is so unexpected but hilarious. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is amazing. So funny. <laughs> and they saw it on the cameras. I know. And she was like, mm, fuck it. She's, she's like, like, it felt good. She's like, I had sex with this hot ass woman. What are you going to do about it? And yeah. I was like, I love this. This is All hilarious. right, girl. <laughs> All right, girl. Do your thing. Love it. All right, what about you? Okay, so the characters. I love the characters so much in this one. Like, I thought they were so funny. Like, B, so cute, so fun. And I love that, and we touched on this a little bit before, but Allie Hazelwood does not write characters that are typical for rom-coms, I Mm -hmm. feel like. Her girls typically are, like, super silly, super klutzy, super quirky, and... Well, and they're boss ass bitches. And they're boss ass bitches. Doing like really amazing things. STEM work in yeah the STEM world. And so they're just not your typical rom com girl, which is a really nice breath of fresh air. And her humor and the different characteristics she gives them are so particular and so um, consistent that it really makes great separation of characters like B being so silly and goofy and like in La La Land and her assistant being her complete opposite Mm -hmm. and then having Levi being like this calm and quiet guy that's like to himself but like slowly is like really charming and silly Mm -hmm. and sweet and then having his assistant being like this legally blonde girl and then you know the guy who ends up being the villain he's like this golden boy character you know she Mm -hmm creates really specific characters that one makes it really easy to follow along because I feel like when you introduce a lot of characters in a book it's easy to be like okay wait where am I and this happens for me a lot in like fantasy Mm -hmm. I'm like okay who's who what's going on and I feel like she's really good at making those distinctions and then I also I loved um when she stick stuck up for uh, Levi when his parents came yeah when so basically like they had you know they had dinner with Mm mm-hmm his parents and they are like stick up in the muds like this is also another thing that's like so unrealistic but they (laughs) are army brats and they were so mad that he didn't go into the army and so basically they're just insulting levi over and over and over again yeah and b's like i've had enough of this hello um i know i'm trying to like impress you right now but you guys are assholes and my boyfriend is literally leading a NASA project that's going to save lives and like yeah. go up into space and mm-hmm. you're not proud of him who are you like what are you doing and I thought that was just one really cool girl boss moment because it showed that 
she could actually save him and help him when Mm -hmm. typically in romance books and just in you know tropes in general it's the opposite of the men having to be the saviors and she like came and yeah saved him and was there for him which was really cool and really sweet and I just loved that part yeah I also hate it when people, like, treat other people like that and just, like, blatantly disrespect their livelihoods and what they built themselves up upon or try to control them and tell them, like... Especially parents. Exactly. Like... Like, you're supposed to support your child no matter what. Exactly. Yeah, there's a part in The Hating Game that's literally exactly like that. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, I've seen this before. I've never read that one, Yeah. Okay, so... Okay. Here we go. This is where we're going to... I know. I'm ready. (laughs) Okay. So, I, one thing that I just think there is a fine line in romance books with miscommunication and enemies to lovers, which it kind of is, kind of isn't. The one thing that I just don't like about those kind of things is that there's a fine line with when it starts to kind of feel a little unhealthy because part of me is like okay just talk because I get once they said like oh he didn't know that she wasn't married anymore and also that her ex-fiance said to him like stay away or whatever Mm -hmm. like I get that he was weird but it's like once we've established that let's like talk Mm-hmm. And I know that there wouldn't be any conflict if that was the key, but, like, I don't know. I just, like, think that when there are impressionable people reading books like this and you have people that can't communicate and then all of a sudden it's like, actually, everything's fine. We like each other. It's Woo! kind of the same it's- situation that I had about the love hypothesis, about having, like, situations in there and then just brushing it off. Uh, about the just, Sex, like, yeah. Yeah. I it's just, like the same situation, just different. Yeah, different. And I think that the scenario. The problem with that is like, these things are so that if you don't, if you aren't used to seeing healthy relationships, you wouldn't catch these things because it's it's a romance book. So it's like these little things where I'm like, that really that in my mind would not be okay coming from someone that I would want to date. And vice versa. Like, for example, this is the... Okay, so I really liked it. Halfway (laughs) through the book, halfway through the book, I started going, I don't know anymore. And then the epilogue ruined it for me. Really? Yeah. Why? Because I thought she closed it off so nice. Then she goes, okay, so now we moved in together, which is fine. Um... And he keeps proposing to me, but I'm not sure. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick him up one day, spontaneously yeah. drive to the courthouse, and basically be like, we're getting married right now on my terms because I can't fathom being engaged to you because I don't trust you because of my past trauma. It's like, girl. Yeah, that was kind of annoying. No. Go to therapy. <laughs> drive to therapy, not to the courthouse. Yeah. Because also, if you have trauma about a like fear of abandonment that's not gonna go away when you're married like it's like just gonna be like where are you all the time and are you coming home and it felt like she was like locking him in 
Like being yeah. like, you can't do anything to me now now that we're married. And but that it's goes like, against the feminism thing. Yeah, it's like, no. I would have rather, so much rather than just get married normally mm-hmm. and like her be like, actually, you know, like you shown me what it's like to truly be loved and I can trust you. And, and so let's set it to... Yeah, and let's get married this way instead of her being like, I don't know, I don't know, I can't be engaged because I don't trust you and I this happened to me last time when I was engaged that he cheated on me. It's like, no, this this guy's supposed to be different. Mm-hmm. And it's okay that there's that she's still unsure, but she shouldn't have forced no. him into getting it married. It almost seemed like a last minute little joke again. Like, yeah. look at us doing something quirky yeah, again. Yeah, she's so quirky. She's going to go get married at the courthouse mm-hmm. randomly because they're so mm-hmm. spontaneous and fun. Well, it would have been cute if she he finally proposed one time and she was like, yes. Um, and then he was like, but I don't want to wait. Like, I know that your past is crazy, so I want to prove to you right now that I don't want to wait and I want to marry you. And yeah. it was on his terms that he wanted to do it for yeah. her because he knows that she has these inside fears. Yeah. Even though she's willing to do it with him. Yeah. That would have been better as well. And he still consented to it, but it's, it's just fine. But, like, it just made me feel like, let's, let instead of facing my fears, I'm just going to avoid them. Yeah, I understand. And that's not healthy. I can see that. And, like, why are we romanticizing it? Yeah. What was my other thing? Was it the tall, small thing? Yeah, that kind of goes along with it. Like, the toxic, just, mm-hmm. like, why are we romanticizing size? Yeah. Like, it literally does not matter. No. And there's a whole Size part, doesn't matter, guys. Size does not matter. <laughs> and also, in the, the sex scene, they specifically point out multiple times how he doesn't fit. Ooh. Ooh. I hate that. That's oh, not, that's that's not, not important. It's not the point. That's not the point. And also just like the, like, no boy has ever made me come, but he makes me come instantly. Like, Ugh, from penetration no. alone. And it's not even just this book. It's like, a yeah, lot of them. from penetration alone. I'm a like, lot that's of them not do. realistic. It's that's almost such, all of them. Yeah, that's such toxic sexual experiences. Well, I think it's also, like, the thing about these books is it's supposed to be so women positive and things, yeah. but when you say things like that, it takes away from the woman positivity when it's like the woman's being like, I've never came before and I'm 26 years old. Or yeah. like, I am so small and little and I can't do anything. It's like, okay, can't we just all own up to our own orgasms and, you know, knowing that we're strong, independent women and we know how to tell a guy to make us feel good? And yeah. Like, why we is it all on can, the guy to be like, he's like this mystical, magical human being who can make me can come make in me two come. seconds from penetration, which is not how it happens. And it cuts off that education that could be there where the girl maybe talks the guy through what she likes. Yeah. And that's hot, too. Yes. That's fucking hot. Yes. Anyway. And sex is messy. It doesn't have to be perfect all the time. No, and, and I know in these books it kind of, they want it to seem that way and I want it to seem magical and perfect, but there's a way to do it without being cliche and, you know, taking, because why, again, it's like, why is the guy the one that has to make you, like, it's up to the guy to make you finish. Yeah, like, and he needs to know it all. And you, it's your job to make him come. Yeah. Huh? It doesn't, that's not healthy and not ever really how it works no and if he's supposed to be this perfect guy that you've been making up this whole entire book then you need to make him actually a healthy man yeah that girls can look up to in romance books it can't just be like we just brush these little things under the rug or we try to romanticize Mm -hmm. things that aren't realistic yeah i'm gonna jump off of you because one of mine is the ending okay 
because not only that ending, but the part where they, you know, are doing something great and things go bad. And the first thought is for her to be like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm running away. The kitty thing happens. They catch the bad guy and everything's good. They're like, yay, things are better. And then she goes to him and he's like, I want you to move in. I want you to be with me. And she like gets cold feet and she's like, no, I can't. And runs away. Yeah. Why? 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 Well, that takes away everything that we had just built. Yeah. We had built this whole thing um, going together and they had taken their like bad pasts and their tragedies and things like that. And that's where it really turned to me where I was like, okay, that's a little bit toxic. Yeah. Because I'd been pretty good up until that point. Like they both had their faults. They both did things wrong, but they kind of worked through it together and they like are learning together and growing together as people and taking the rapid experiences and finding like new light in each other. And then she just throws it all away. Yeah. I was like, but what's the point? What's the point of that? There was literally no point to it. And he didn't even do anything wrong. Yeah. Neither of them did anything wrong. She was just like, oh, it went bad. And so now I'm insecure about my science. Even though it wasn't even her fault. Because the guy literally rigged it all. And they yeah. knew he rigged it all. And so frustrating. Yeah. So frustrating. Stupid. Just Stupid. talk. I hate when people just don't talk in these books. It's because they want to create drama. But I'm like... But then create like an 